Hi, and welcome to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Goodman. I'm a certified life coach and a mom to four teenagers. Do you ever wonder if you're doing this whole mom thing right? Are you pushing too hard or not enough? What does it look like to love your teens, yet keep firm boundaries? Would you love to get your kids to listen without yelling and feeling frustrated first? Here in this podcast, you will find coaching and communication strategies to help you tackle all of your hardest parenting struggles. These strategies will help you parent with more confidence, peace, and influence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. So glad you're here. Last month, I did a workshop. And if you were in it with me, we did two calls. And then I went live. And it was for the entire month where you were able to have access, to ask questions, to get coached. And I loved it. I loved the framework about it. And I decided I'm going to continue doing these workshops monthly so that whoever wants to join, depending on the topic, you can just come on in and join us for the month. And I'm going to do four workshops in the month. And then I'm going to go live. The live calls will not be recorded. The workshops will be recorded. So If you can't attend everything, that's okay. You will have access to it. You will be able to go back and re-listen to it. It will include some PDF worksheets and you can get coached. So this month, I'm excited to give you guys all a pass to join me for the month of April for 10 bucks. So if you use the code LUCKY7, and I'm going to post a link with the discount already included. So you will be able to get in to this workshop for $10. It's way undervalued. I should charge more, but I'm not because I just want as many people who want to join feel like it's an easy yes. Like, why not? You can just come join me, see what coaching is all about. You're not pressured to stay longer than you need to. So it's just one month. And then if you don't want to join for the month of May, you don't have to. But I'm excited to see where it goes, and I'm excited to get to know even more of you. And this is the perfect way to do it for a really expensive, inexpensive amount of money. And we'll see where this takes us and what I end up deciding to do with it as the months continue. So definitely give me feedback if you have any topics you would like to discuss on either the podcast or within my workshops. And I hope to see you there. So just click on the link in my show notes if you would like to jump in and join us here in April and you'll be in. Okay, so last week I went on a trip with my family. My husband gets a work trip every year that I attend with him. And this time we were able to take our kids. So we spent about four days in the Bahamas and it was really fun. It was, I love the beach. I love relaxing in the sun and by the pool. That's the best way that I can spend my time if I choose to take a vacation. I had a book. I read a book. I listened to some audible books and it was just a really nice getaway for us. On our way home, we were in the airport and we had a layover for a couple of hours and so we decided to eat before our flight and we were all sitting at the table and I just, I took a picture and I'm going to post it on my Instagram. I was so excited and just, I felt so happy because we weren't on our phones. We were playing a game together that my daughter had 
had this idea for a game. She, I don't know if she'd seen it somewhere and decided we decided to play and it was really fun. And I just couldn't help but think it wasn't always like that. A couple of years ago, I felt like it was so difficult to get all of us together and to get everyone enjoying each other and happy and where it wasn't contentious, it wasn't stressful, it wasn't like annoying when you have kids on their phones and they don't want to talk or their heads are down. And anyway, I was just really, really happy to see my family all interacting together without their phones and without their devices. So on my Instagram, I may have to share, have my daughter share how to play this game because it was really a fun game to play when you're stuck in an airport or stuck in line somewhere. And if we all can use any games for when we are together and without Wi-Fi or the internet, I think is a really good way to spend our time, right? All right, so let's talk about parenting. Doesn't that sound like fun? Did you catch conference this weekend? We were gone and kind of in and out because we were traveling, but I was able to catch Elder Uchtdorf's talk about parenting and he spoke to the parents and I loved that because so often they talk to the youth or they will talk to adults and they may say things that apply but I felt like this talk was specific to parenting to parents and really just had such a positive faith-filled message about you're doing the best that you can You've got time on your side, and you have nothing to worry about. It was just so positive, and I listened to it, and I just really felt so peaceful and just like, all right, we're doing okay. And so I hope you're feeling that too. I know I coach a lot of parents who do not feel like they're doing okay, and those are the parents I love to coach because... All you need are some tools to help you see where your blind spots are, where you're holding on to beliefs and thoughts that really aren't serving you, that are only getting in the way of you showing more love and compassion to yourself and to your kids. And so I encourage you to go listen to that talk, whether you're a member of my faith or not. It's a really, really good talk. Just if you're even just Christian, if you have a faith in Christ. It's a really positive talk to just help you feel like nothing has gone wrong, you're doing the best that you can, and everything is going to be okay. With that said, we live in the world, and we need to get our teens to listen to us sometimes, and sometimes they don't want to. It can be difficult. So what do we do when we want to get our teens to listen? It's hard to always stay calm and patient. Sometimes we lose our temper. Sometimes we resort to manipulation and bribery to get our teens to listen to us. But what I want you to focus on today is really you and how you feel and on what you can control. And you can absolutely control yourself and how you respond. It takes practice and it takes some tools to manage your own stress and anxiety or worry or whatever emotions are causing different outbursts or I guess I should say they're preventing you. These emotions are preventing you from 
taking a pause and responding, and maybe your emotions are more reactive, and that just takes practice and tools to get them under control. Breathwork is one of my favorite ways to help myself calm down when I'm feeling a lot of stress, whether that is in a situation where I'm in charge of things or in a group setting where I'm feeling a little stressed or a little anxious, I bring it back to my breath. I focus on my breathing, kind of get it back in. If you notice when you are really stressed out, your breathing is all out of whack. Maybe you're holding your breath, maybe you're breathing really quick. And so when you can bring it back to your breath, focus on your breathing and just slow it down. So it's like you breathe in for four counts and you breathe out for four counts. And it really helps me because for one, I'm counting as I breathe. So I'm like breathing in for four, or maybe I'm breathing in for six and then breathing out for four, or sometimes I'll breathe in for four and breathe out for six. I don't know why I pick those numbers, but that seems to work for me. And it distracts me because your brain cannot focus on more than one thing. So if I'm focusing on the counting and my breath, I can't focus on what I'm overwhelmed about or stressed about. So it kind of just helps me have a focus. And then it regulates my body again to kind of calm myself. Because when you can focus on your breath and help regulate your nervous system, it shows your brain that, okay, everything is okay. <laughs> There's nothing to be worried about. You're not being chased by a tiger. You can calm down. You're still, of course, going to feel the discomfort of the stress or anxiety that you may feel, but it's not as strong because you've focused in on your breath and you've distracted yourself from thinking, ruminating on all the things that are stressing you out. Something else I'd like you to notice when you feel that dysregulation, you feel that rise of strong emotion coming up, what parenting style do you naturally gravitate to when you're feeling strong emotions? Do you get more controlling, more strict, more fearful, more authoritarian? Or do you get more passive and you shut down and you're just like kind of a find whatever you want to do and you just have to retreat? Notice where you fall. And then remember what I coach on and what we talk about a lot in my workshops is bringing it back to the middle where you're not too far to one side or the other, and you can be more intentional with what you want to do. Because remember, if you're really authoritarian and you're in this dictator mode, you may think you have the power and you want to have that control, but dictators actually don't have any power at all. They don't have any power at all because that's why they have to force, they have to threaten, they have to bribe, or they have to scare their kids to get what they want. And the only reason they have any power at all is because they do those things. So dictators don't have any power at all. It's like a false sense of power. Now on the other side, you may be more passive and you may retreat, but there's also another, another type of parenting where you're in this lawyer mode. And this is where I naturally gravitate to, which is where I want my kids to understand where I'm coming from and I wanna keep the peace. I don't like conflict. And so I will want to convince them why they should listen to me. I will wanna convince them that I'm doing 
this out of love, whatever it is, and that they should understand. I want them to understand. I've even needed them to understand. And if they don't understand, I just want to keep talking. And they, it ends up in a power struggle. They don't want to listen. It ends in usually all of our feelings are getting hurt because my feelings have gotten hurt that my kids don't want to listen to me. And then I end up saying things that are rude or make things worse. It does not end well. Fortunately, that does not happen nearly as often as it used to, but that's lawyer mode where you are trying to convince your kids why they should listen or be happy or want to do the things you want them to do. When you can stop needing them to be happy and want to do what you want them to do, you can get the power you need back. So you can still expect them to do something, but they get to be mad about it if they want. That's totally fine. They still have to do the thing or they can be upset at you about it. And that's not going to derail you because you don't need them to be happy with you all the time. They can be upset at you. It makes sense, right? I go back to that question, the question, my favorite question, which is why does my child's behavior make sense? And if you're needing them to do the dishes before they can go to a friend's house or you know whatever it is, and they're not happy about that and they don't want to do it, it makes sense. They're not going to be happy and they're going to be mad about it and that's okay, but they still can do the dishes. So when you stop needing your child to understand, you will get more of that power back. So when you're right in the middle, you can stay calm and collected. It doesn't mean your kids are going to be calm. It doesn't mean they're going to be happy, but it means you have control over you. You can stay confident and you are okay with your child being upset. You can validate their emotions for sure, but you don't need them to change their emotions. Understanding that a lot of the bad behavior that our kids do is coming from their lack of having a calm parent who knows how to respond. So if you can stay calm, if you can learn how to respond, you can avoid so many other things that may occur because it comes from like, when I would need my kids to understand and I'm trying to convince them and then I'm talking too much and they get tired of me talking. So they say something that hurts my feelings and I'm yelling at them, right? It just creates this big old situation that doesn't need to even happen. So when you can avoid that, because now you know how to respond and now you're allowing them to be upset, you've avoided so many other things that may happen which we may call like bad behavior from your kids. Like if they start yelling or kicking the walls or whatever it might be, you can avoid a lot of that behavior by just knowing how to respond. This is not to say that their behavior is your fault. It just means that if your kids feel stressed or unheard or a million other things maybe, that they're just reacting to that. They don't know any other way. And so they're looking to you to be that example. So if you know and start learning how to respond instead of react, you are showing and teaching your kids by example how to do the same thing. And this is why I always say it's a process. It takes practice. It doesn't get fixed overnight. And as soon as you think you have it figured out, I promise you, your kids get older, they're in a different stage of life, and you're starting all over again. So there's never a point where you will, will where you will think, I've figured it all out. If there was, 
I would tell you, I've not talked to anybody who has said that they've had it all figured out, but you can absolutely figure out how to regulate your own emotions and control how you respond. Something else that I talk about that prevents us from showing up calmly is something called the snapshot child syndrome. And this is when you have this picture of how you want your child to be. Like think about a Polaroid camera. You're taking a picture. It's taking a snapshot of a moment in time that you get to look at. We can create that same image in our minds of who we think our children should be, whether that's in school or how they should be socially or at church or how they should be getting ready in the morning, how they should do their homework, whatever it may be. We have the snapshot of how we think our kids should be. And so then when the picture of our child or the actual behavior of our child is different than the picture that we think it should be, we have a reaction. We might yell, slam doors, say things that cause our kids to feel shame. We feel like there's a problem. Our child is not who we want them to be. And so just noticing that this is all that's going on will help you to come back to a place that is more compassionate and understanding. The snapshot picture you have of your ideal family and your ideal child doesn't exist. And so to think that it should is only causing you pain. Your child's behavior and attitude is just an indicator of how they are feeling and thinking. That's all it is. And we don't know what that is yet. We don't know what they're thinking and feeling yet, and they might not tell us. And so all we need to do is instead of thinking that something is wrong and you have to fix it, which can be stressful. All I want you to start doing is getting curious about it. Don't take their behavior personally and just get curious. I wonder what my child is thinking and feeling right now. It would be really hard to be, then insert their age. It's really hard to be in junior high. It's really hard to be a junior in high school. Just to help you have more compassion for where your child is at instead of being in that judgmental mom mode that just wants to feel like everything has gone wrong. So where do you even start? You start by noticing. Notice when you lose your temper and have a reaction that causes you to be either really controlling or causes you to retreat or get into that lawyer mode, that power struggle. What do you do in those moments? What do your kids do in those moments? What are you making their behavior mean? And what story are you telling yourself? All of these questions require a lot of reflection. You've really got to get into your head, be the watcher of your brain, and notice your thoughts, notice the story you're telling yourself. And this is where coaching can be so helpful because... So often when I'm coaching my clients and we're on the phone together, just the ability to tell someone what's going on, articulate your thoughts and feelings into words is so helpful. So often I don't even need to respond or say anything. I mean, of course I do and we do coaching, but I really think one of the most, or maybe it's even a tie, the valuable pieces of coaching is being able to talk freely 
about how you are thinking and feeling. So if that is such a gift to my clients, imagine how that would feel to your kids to be able to talk freely and openly about their thoughts and feelings and imagine how they may come to their own conclusions or know what to do or find the solutions to their problems when they have the ability to do that because that's what happens with my clients. I give them advice and strategies for parenting and how to respond. But often what makes the biggest difference is them being able to articulate their feelings and thoughts in a safe place where they can then decide intentionally what they want to do. So wherever you are at in your parenting journey, however you are feeling, I want you to ask yourself if the story you are creating is true. Really do some some reflecting about what it is that you are feeling, what story you've created about your kids and your family, and ask yourself if it is true. What is true? Your mind focuses on what your eyes see. So look look for what you want to start seeing. If all you see is the negative, your mind will find all of the evidence to prove that to be true. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just shows you how amazing our brains are. It will prove what we think is true, true. So that is why though it is so important to learn how to think intentionally. Think in a way that helps you get the result you want. If you don't have it right now, thinking about the problem and how horrible and hard things are is not gonna help you change that result to be better. Thinking about how things need to change before you can feel better is not going to help the result get better. But if you can intentionally think, I'm figuring this out, my kids are figuring this out, everything is going to be okay, which circles us back to that talk that I listened to by Elder Uchtdorf during this April conference, that, those are the thoughts that we are supposed to be thinking Those are the thoughts that are going to help us keep the faith and trust that we need to guide our family and keep them on track. So I invite you to join me in my April workshop. Go to that link. I would love to see you there. If you want to join us in our weekly calls, weekly lives, I would love for you to be there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Leave me a review if you found it helpful. Share with a friend, a parent of teens. I love sharing anything positive with parenting because our teenagers are definitely in a, living in a time where things are, are more tricky and they need to go through certain things and often they want to figure things out on their own, which means they don't want to be told what to do. They might have different ideas or opinions than we do. And if we are able to give them the space to think for themselves, I fully trust that they will come to the conclusions that they are supposed to come to. They just need to be given that space and that opportunity and they're smart enough and capable enough to make those good decisions that they need to make. Thank you all for being here. We will talk to you next week. I will see you on Instagram if you follow me over there and at Kristen Goodman Coaching. Have a wonderful week.